Before we begin, we have a favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please help us spread the word about the show. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Another way is to tell a fellow art teacher. Either way, it helps others find the show. The Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast has a lot of information regarding teaching art, not just for tab teachers, but for anyone who is looking to further their understanding of children in a choice-based classroom. This show is about finding new ways to engage children and help them find their voice through visual arts. Welcome to the Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast. My name is Clark Freilich. And I'm Clyde Goff. This podcast is about all things relating to TAB and the teaching of children in a TAB classroom. This podcast is unscripted and emergent and may contain adult words. You have been warned. (laughs) So, Clyde, welcome back to the Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast. It's been quite a while. I think our last podcast was right before Tab Institute. Um, and it's been a minute, Clark. It's yeah, been a it, minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, I mean, we got busy. We got Tab Institute in there, and school started. Yep. And um, we had we had visitors from Ohio stop by to visit our school, uh-huh. our schools, and and visited our classrooms. That's right, Don and Rachel from yeah, Don and Rachel, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. So early in the year too, um, they got to see kind of what it's like to start a tab studio off, and apparently that was. That was I think it was really useful for uh, Don and Rachel to visit you because, um, you know, I they saw how you interacted with the young children and uh, uh, began the school year. And, um, and because I think both of them are, are elementary teachers and uh, that was of uh, importance to them Mm -hmm. to see how, to see how you, how you uh, model artistic behavior and have your room set up and uh and provide instruction. So I think that was that was a, a wonderful experience for them. Yeah, I, I hope it was. It's kind of hard sometimes to tell what people want, and you just tell them to hang out, take lots of pictures, ask lots of questions, and and just listen and observe and see what happens. Dawn's Dawn's a veteran tab teacher, so um, and uh, she's been she's been with us for 
several years and it's always a treat to to get to visit with dawn and we saw dawn at the uh, tab institute yeah so uh, along with the rest of our colleagues um that was that was marvelous visiting with with uh dawn and jen ferrari mm -hmm. and um uh and of course, we got to visit with all of our regular Tab Institute colleagues. Uh, the 2023 Tab Institute was uh, a special Tab Institute because it was the first one in person back from COVID. And, uh, and so I thought it was just marvelous to get to visit with our two administrators, Jen Ranke uh, Jen Rankizona and Melissa Perti. And, uh, and of course, we spent lots of time with Kathy Douglas and uh, visited with Diane Jaquith. That was wonderful. And then, of course, our, our regular faculty colleagues, Gene Barnett, Stacey Parrish, and Julie Toole. And so, um, so that was just real hoot to visit with with all of our 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 tab institute colleagues mm -hmm. and then to visit with all of all of the uh, the participants the all the teachers uh at the tab institute just we had just one thrilling moment after another inside of uh, the beautiful confines of mass art yeah it was um it was a busy week i mean it was like Soon as it starts, nine o'clock Monday or Sunday, five o'clock Sunday, it's yeah. nonstop until Friday at five thirty. Yeah, and it's crazy how I mean busy we are, and I, and we even build in time to relax. So I just know it's it's very not really stressful. I guess, you know, we push so much when we're doing Institute because we want, you know, we're always constantly trying to make the experience wonderful and excellent for all the participants. Right. I, <clears throat> like you say, it's, it's, there's a, a tempo built into uh, the, the week's activities and, um, it can be intense, but very, very joyful with um, all the conversations that we have, and um, and and working in the studio, of course, is just so much fun because um, everyone's making fantastic works of art and uh, pushing to to make art for the the Friday evening pop up art show, and in between all of that, uh, folks are. Uh, telling stories and um, and sharing discoveries and um, talking about insight uh, to the learning process and the learning experiences inside of uh, tap art ed education programs. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that is Boston for all the participants. Yep. So. Um, and that's, uh, that's, I tried to build in some time to visit some things. I mean, we did the infinity group to uh, Mike's and what's the other one? 
Well, um, modern, modern bakery. Modern and Mike's. That's right. And, and so, you know, we, we did our little experiment to figure out which cannoli was the best. And through the torrential downpour, you know, oh my goodness, it rained. It was, it was funny. It was kind of, it rained the first day and it rained the last day, but the days in between, it was, it was good weather. But um, yeah, yeah, we we had great weather throughout the whole week until until we went on our uh, Infinity Group uh, trip uh, to or did I did I say Infinity Group or Affinity 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 yeah. Group or <laughs> Infinity? I mean, yeah. I'm doing Infinity, do Infinity and beyond. Uh, to our Affinity Group went to uh, like you said, we did we were going to do a comparison of the two bakeries. Well, it was it was it was weird because we got we there. Do it. I I was talking to uh, some of the uh, Boston um, um, alums or people we're familiar with. You know, I, I think Aliza Yonet, Yonet, uh-huh. yes, in our group, and uh, she's like, "Well, you got to pick one. It's either Mike's or it's Modern because they're on opposite sides." There's no and so I knew you were going to Mike's. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do modern. And then I texted you and I said, just buy me one there and I'll buy you one here. And then we'll, we'll do our taste test. Um, but, you know, two cannolis is kind of hard to get down in one evening, especially when you're, you're trying to watch the calorie intake. <laughs> well, but I did come up had... with a, a, a definite, a definitive winner. Yeah, I mean, they're both good. But yeah, I, I, delicious. I, my preference Thank, would be to. Thankfully, we, thankfully we had Jen Ferrari with us, who was gave us. Uh, of course, Jen is a uh, a native Mass- Massachusetts uh, uh, Bostonian uh, citizen of uh, of that area, and so. Um, we were fortunate that Jen Ferrari was with us, and she gave us wonderful uh, tips and uh, was our guide and took us to the Quincy Market, which we loved. Yeah, uh, that was that was good that too. Was really, that was. Really I, I hadn't I hadn't been there in, in a long time, and I forgot what it was like, um, and trying to figure out all the um, options to eat. So. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember what I had. I think I was so hungry. I think I just got a, oh, I know what I got. I got a Philly cheesesteak. I was joking around and I was making kind of, someone asked me what it was. I, I think it was, uh, it might've been gin. I, and I, she goes, what, what'd you get? And I said, oh, a uh, uh, beef sandwich. <laughs> You didn't say Philly. Philly no, I just had a beef beef and cheese sandwich or something like that. I I got and some clam chowder, some chowder, some fi- fish. You like chowder. your seafood, though. I'm um, I, in Massachusetts. Be careful with my seafood. It's I I understand. Yeah, but you know, after earlier when we went to Sandy's with Kathy in Plymouth, that was. And just sat down with uh, on the beach, 
and uh, you just hung out and talked. That was good. So we got, all- a, we got a little treat. We got we started our entire trip off in uh at the Tab Institute at Kathy's house for a couple of days. Yeah. And that was fun spending time with Kathy uh, in her 350-year-old colonial home mm-hmm. uh, and um, and spending time with her and sharing stories and and uh, just marvelous time with Kathy. And uh, we appreciate her hospitality so much. And, of course, she made us earn our dinner. Uh, one night we had to go out to her garden and... Uh, pick vegetables that we would eat uh for dinner that that evening so that was some good food but as midwesterners we don't we're used to going out and into the garden speak for yourself (laughs) we we've been eating our cucumbers and our collard greens and our tomatoes all summer well um so much what a delightful summer we had and and we should apologize to the listeners that we haven't uh had a chance to to do any uh podcasting uh since or uh relatively uh earlier on a regular basis yeah yeah we, we, yeah we were um we were planning to start doing this bi-weekly and then school came up and then I got sick or no, something, something came up and then we moved it back a week and then I got sick and was out for two weeks. And then, yeah. and then the, I got sick Then you got sick and then we moved it back two weeks and then you had to babysit. And I was yeah, like, not- we could have just had, you know, the baby with you we could have done two men and a baby we were going to do two men and a baby today uh but uh the baby left and for those folks who don't know it i became a grandfather in the middle of the uh tab institute and um uh, my daughter uh, and my wife who was with my daughter at the time sent me a text and said the baby's on her way and she gave birth to a eight pound little girl, Presley Marissa. And uh, she's just been a delight in, in our lives so far. But so now uh, one of my new uh, tasks is to babysit uh, uh, periodically for my daughter. So I've been doing that. And the baby was here before we went, we did this uh, recording and I was going to have her sit on my lap and uh, visit with you, Clark, our listeners, but she just, she had to go home. So, um, but we're, we're thrilled that she's in our lives right now. And, and, uh, we have, we have big hopes and dreams for her. And, um, but being a grandparent is like one of the best things in the world. So, um, yeah, so we're, I'm really enjoying that. I mean, you, you've had a lot of uh, good things go your way. You just had a uh, your grandfather, and then now you have a new article in School Arts about... Yeah, um, I'm, so yeah, Nancy Walkup uh, asked me 
to um, uh, write an article a couple couple different times throughout the years, and then uh, and so we just recently had one about uh, art traps, uh, Nan Hathaway's concept of art traps, which I love, and I love to write about uh, you know those kind of, those kinds of discovery kinds of learning events. And um, and so the recent article that Nancy published was on art traps, but before that, back in the spring of uh, 2023, we had a whole uh, edition of school arts devoted to uh, tab and choice, and uh, and so I got to help Nancy do some editing on that, and we got a tremendous cadre of writers from tab world and uh, and then now we're in the process of getting an, another uh edition of school arts uh devoted to tab uh, round two for next spring and we have some top-notch writers uh who've already made contributions uh to that uh issue of school arts so uh, spring of 2024, we're hopeful we get another wonderful edition of School Arts, thanks to Nancy Walkup and the publishers of Davis, uh, at Davis, and uh, we appreciate letting, uh, uh, we appreciate their support and letting us write about TAB and choice-based art education uh, for their magazine, because we've got a lot of art teachers who are wonderful writers who can articulate learning sto stories about learning and and art education coming out of their their uh, classrooms and it's their articles are just compelling. So um, so looking forward to doing that again next spring in spring of twenty twenty four. I can't remember the uh, the topic. I was wait you. You were, you were involved in that recent <laughs> article or the recent the, issue. The, la the, the last, the last, the spring article. But I can't. I. You had suggested a, a topic, and I can't remember what it was. I didn't write. Um, it's somewhere. I believe your article was um, on sculpture. Oh, the the article that was in the last one was on cardboard. Yeah, and, cardboard, cardboard sculpture. And the, yeah, uh, and the, so I mean, all you have to do, Clark, in your room is just hang out by the hot glue gun center and <laughs> watch, watch. You know, you've got like six hot glue guns set up there, and and really, you could just sit there and listen, you know, listen in, uh, kind of eavesdrop on the children's conversations about you know what they're doing you know i can imagine some of the stories you know unfortunately is... I, I haven't i haven't opened up cardboard this year because i had to move my aquarium the classroom aquarium over in that area ah so that's been a whole story this year because uh -oh. i had a 35 gallon um tank and I moved it over there and everything was fine until 
a week ago, I noticed it was leaking. Uh-oh. So I took my emergency 10-gallon, and I took the fish out, moved him to the emergency 10-gallon. Um, the fish are not happy. And I so I had to, to buy a new aquarium because my emergency 10-gallon was leaking worse than my 35-gallon. Oh, my. I came in Thursday morning, and there was water all over my counter. Oh, no. That's not good. Yeah. Whoopsie. So, whoopsie. <laughs> and um, so yesterday I went out after school. No, Wednesday I went out and bought a 40-gallon and set that thing uh -huh. up. And it's like twice as wide as the 35. The 35 was tall. The 40 is more wide, so it took up 25% or more of my cardboard area. So I'm going to have to figure out a new way to, to do cardboard. I used to have that nice counter, but it's taken up with my aquarium. Stupid fish, right? But the kids like the fish. They love. Oh, the, they love it. Um, the the fish the fish are a uh, uh, a uh, offers soothing and um, a oh, and they draw it. They love looking oh. at it and drawing it and and things like that. So, you know, it has the its fish. pluses, but it also has its minuses as well. Um, I, you have to care for the fish. Not too much. <laughs> I've seen how I've seen how you spoil the fish in there. I've I've watched you. I like I like my fish. little fish. I do take care of them, but not as well as I could. But still pretty spoiled, right? Um, yeah. So we should be opening up cardboard. We should be opening up cardboard very soon because. You know, right in the middle, I was doing Art to Remember, and we were all working on that. And then um, then I got sick. So that kind of put me back another. Yeah. Well, but, we're, yeah, we're, we're slowly getting back into our rhythm of uh, teaching and uh, facilitating creative events. Um, and and I, back at school year. You know, thinking, thinking about that, though. We, you know, a lot of teachers, not me particular, or you know, push and rush and try, you know, we got to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this. Um, I'm not that type of a teacher that, you know, I have to get everything open in two weeks. Yeah. I have, there's a lot that's open, but it's not everything. And you know, there's things that I haven't got out yet that I know that the kids will want to do and, and love to do in good time. Um, but just trying to get kids back into, like you said, the rhythm of school. Yeah. And trying to make me get in the rhythm of school. Uh, it, it's just been a very, it's been a very interesting year so far with kids and, and, things that they do and things that they don't do and having to reintroduce things. I, like I went back and 
started from ground zero with the painting center just to, to refresh everyone's mind that this is how we do it. This is how I expect you to do it. This is right. This is what I want you to try to accomplish. Um, you have and, to be explicit. Yeah. And you have to do it two or three times because they've, they have forgotten already what we've talked about at the beginning of the year. We, we, the, um, the point that you make about being explicit is well taken. And, you know, some people, some people, uh, what we see the conversations that take place on the, uh, the large Facebook group tab educators, which we're always monitoring and, uh, facilitating, uh, answers and discussion on that, on that, uh, forum. But what we we hear a lot about is teachers having difficulty in grappling with the issue of students um, uh, not engaging, uh, disengagement, or uh, or children not able to uh, generate an idea, and um, and I, I just have to say that um, you know unlike a pedagogy where uh, where the outcomes are already predetermined uh, and the thinking is already all of the abstract thinking has already been done the child doesn't have to do abstract thinking right uh, because that's what we're asking children to do is to think abstractly and to think um with their uh, higher level thinking skills to generate an idea. And so um, so we've been getting a lot of discussion on TAB educators about teachers not able, they're observing students who don't want to engage or will disengage. And I would just say that, um, you know, TAB teachers are always working on that issue and always uh, uh, at the ready with an art trap, with a complicated conversation, with another learning center, another material center, mm -hmm. uh, with sometimes direct instruction, sometimes an art game, sometimes uh, facilitating a collaboration, sometimes working with the teacher. And so uh, trying to help the child or children uh, find that sweet spot and, and, also, and also remembering that sometimes you have to have a complicated conversation with a kid. And that's well, a and then, term, with, complicated with, conversation. With older kids, absolutely. Younger kids, I you know, sometimes you just, they just, you know, depending on where they're coming from, where they are, not all kids are are wanting to to create. Right. Not all kids want to do. You know, you know, art classes are pretty regimented. They're the same time on a certain day, right? Right. Um. We've talked. We've talked about the use of time. Yeah, and we, you know, when 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 are we creative? It's and you know, sometimes kids come in and they're exhausted and they're tired and they don't right. want to do anything. Or 
you know, maybe they, they didn't get their medication today and they're, they're off or. Right. And so working with those kids and, and I'm not pushing them. I'm, I'm not saying that they have to do something, you know, um, exactly. You don't, you don't I, say you have to create. No, you just say, let's, let's see if we can find something, you know, working with the kid, um, you know, what are their interests? What I feel, I feel the same way that you do that, you know, pushing, pushing too hard, pushing the child and not recognizing that, Hey, this kid needs, you need space. They just need a safe space right now. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that is to the child's benefit and to the teachers. And, um, and if if there were to be a visitor to stop in to observe, you could just take the visitor aside and say, "This is Johnny. He needs some space and time, and we're going to provide it for him." Well, I mean, it's and, come up know, in incubation. my yeah, it's in come up in my observation. You know, the the observer or assistant principal was like, "You know, what do you do? What do you do about the kids who weren't?" Um, you know, fully engaged who were, were doing something, you know, not really doing what they, um, you know, what he thought they should be doing. And I, I'm like, and I told him, I said, we're expecting kids to do, to be on all the time. And that's an expectation that right we don't have for ourselves. Right. Nope. We're all about self-care. We're all about that. And maybe it isn't. Maybe I I just want to sit and talk with my friends. Maybe that's more important to me at this time. Wonderful uh, point. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, and so thinking about time and assessment, the, the tab teacher makes the assessment what are these how can i be responsive to this child's needs and if they need time i'm happy to give it but as a tab well, yeah I, you know we we can offer advice and we can offer time you know, you know it's like you can lead a horse to water you can't make him drink right you can put a kid in a studio and you can't make him create i mean you can make him create but you yeah. know it's going to create an issue if you're compulsory, if you're, you know, forcing kids to create when they're, they don't want to, it's, it's the whole anti-tab. It's like, you know, I, what if we don't want to do the whole thing that everyone's doing, right? We don't want to, we're not creating a, an assignment for everyone because everyone's right. different. We're, we're, we're giving kids autonomy and, choice in what they do the kids are creating their own projects yeah and so so how that how deeply that process unfolds depends on each individual child for some children it's very involved and for others not so much and there's everything in between and so and it might drive some teachers crazy you know what how do i deal with all that it's easier just to give out assignments 
but if you have a if you have a portfolio program in place like like I do which I learned how to do from you long long time ago uh and at the at the upper grade level the portfolio if you if you have a a set time for uh student documentation to, for them to add to their portfolio then they they do eventually uh come to the conclusion that you know hey i need to make some art and then we can respond to that art as uh, uh with discussions and um, teacher and student and um or as artist to artist artist to artist we can we can uh and or human to human we can talk about the child's work and what it, what it means to them and have some some conversation over it and that's really where it's at and of course there's you know the teaching ahead of time that that also creates conditions for art making the room itself offers inspiration for art making and so it's not like everything's done in a vacuum right and and you know and then like you said giving them time it's when when you know one week one hour is not enough time for kids to experiment yeah or to develop ideas so that's why <clears throat> i never <clears throat> uh close studios um i try to keep the majority of the studios open um, I I did have to close my block center last week um, because maybe it'll I, get reopened again. Well, no, and it's a maintenance issue. It's it's a child decided to draw inappropriate images on like forty blocks. Uh oh, <laughs> so I do sandpaper. I I do, but with. That's a lot of sanding because the, <laughs> the marker soaks in. So I need, oh, I need yeah. to get out my my heavy duty sander and and go to town. So the blocks, those big nice blocks are closed until <laughs> further notice. But I still have blocks open. But uh, so I, I don't like to close centers because you know the the whole concept of an idea, and as you know as we talked about it we're always percolating those things in the back of our, they're incubating, you know, we've talked about incubation and eventually some of those things that we've experienced run together and they create an idea. Yeah. And, and that's not planned. It's, that's kind of my, like my whole um, spiel against genius hour. You know, you can't be a genius at a certain time on a certain day. <laughs> I mean, you're a genius. Genius hour. I can only be a genius during right. genius hour. What if yeah. I don't feel like being a genius during genius hour? You know. So, so we talk about you know recording ideas. You get an idea, right? You got to record it. You got to write it down. You got to put it somewhere. Yeah. Because you're not going to remember it. You get a great idea in the shower. You got to write it down somewhere. You know, some ideas 
you just know are good. And those are the ones that you've got to write down or put down somewhere. And they happen all the time. They happen in the shower. They happen on the ride to school, on the bus, you know, in the middle of the outfield on a, during a baseball game, you just, those, those ideas you have to, to keep. Um, and they come anytime. So, you know, we, we talked about that at the beginning of the year as far as, um, can you hear me? Oh yeah. I can hear you fine. That's weird. Yeah. I can hear you fine. Sorry. My mic looks like it's, muted but oh. maybe that's weird um oh, switch it automatically switched to the uh, macbook never mind um i just i coughed and i remember muting my mic and i must not have unmuted it and it must have automatically switched over anyways back to what i was saying is that um you know trying to help young children come up with ideas um is hard yeah. you know not all kids have the crazy imagination that we you know that we talk about that we love you know the kids who um are always having these amazing ideas not all kids are right. like so trying to help kids learn ways to develop ideas so that they can be successful in creating. Now, whether they are afraid because of something that's happened to them in the past, but trying to get them to share those ideas, open up about those ideas, be crazy for a while, and put those ideas down. Um, that's what, that, what we work on. And it might take half a year to really right. get kids used to it. I mean, it's not, it's not something you can do in a lesson. I mean, you can do it right. in a lesson. It's not, it might sink in for one kid, but it's yeah. not the type of change you want to see in the classroom. And you have to feed that imagination. You have to promote that imagination. Right. Um, it'd be nice it's, if it's, go ahead. I was just going to say that's, uh, you know, the the uh, within the uh, the learning environment of the tab studio, the more times you go in there, um, the more times you understand uh, and you experience opportunities to practice uh, the realization of ideas. And you don't, and and you can, you can take a risk in there if if after um, uh, perhaps you may not, you may not feel up to it at the beginning, but like you said, over time you get to practice, and you get comfortable in that space, and you see others doing it, and you have a breakthrough. And so, um, uh, for some children, it's it's quite it's 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 second nature to them. But for others, it takes a lot. It takes work and practice, and sometimes teachers have to do interventions. But like you say, that it it's not something for a lot of children that it takes time for for uh, 
significant percentage of children. It takes time to develop those abstract thinking skills in the tab classroom. And uh, the fact that they're developmentally changing. Oh yeah, throw that in the throw that in the whole equation. Uh, the 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 maturation of the mind, and so you know that that in and of itself, right there, uh, is a huge factor in what we see with children. So you know, they're the mat the maturity level in each and every child is. It's unique and different, and um, and biologically, and environmentally influenced. They're all endowed with these unique characteristics and qualities. So, but what we what we do see is that we continue to see the uh, growth of tab, and we continue to see teachers interested in tab and learning about it because once they unveil it to their kids in in their school in their k-12 ed programs the kids are um, they 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 love the it's like a light goes on for them um, emotionally psychologically um the the whole uh, opportunity for agency is something new to many children in K-12 ed um, to be uh, designers of the curriculum. And they don't get that opportunity uh, throughout the rest of their school days. So when it happens in a tab classroom, yes, it takes some practice for a lot of kids, but it's the most wonderful way to learn. And for a lot of teachers. Yes. I can't. It's, I, I was I was thinking the other day because I was I had particularly, you know, challenging class, and I was like, it would be so much easier to just give them all the same thing. That you know, and then I'm like, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be easier. Um, because as soon as I would do something like um, that lesson, then I'd have to deal with all the behaviors of the kids who didn't want to do it, right? You know, it's in, in one way, giving kids the freedom and choice helps with the behavior issues with kids who, especially in, in, in my, if with younger kids, uh -huh. But, and then all the work that goes into doing that, and it just, um, it wouldn't be easier. And I don't even know if I could do that. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, I have a observation coming up next week and what I'm, what I'm going to do. And I usually do something like, you know, draw around the world and draw around the room or, um, you know, something and something where they work together um, because it's, it takes some of the pressure off some kids 
to do that and and administration gets to see really some 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 good creative thinking that goes in and seeing kids work together which you know they have to so um but you know i i I know i do see a lot of you know i get a lot of i see a lot of questions about observations and doing things you know you just teach like you normally do try not to do anything special um i mean there's there's some modifications because the way our evaluation is set up that they they want to see certain things so i you know like exit tickets i don't normally do an exit ticket um but um yeah all about accountability and yeah you know i I think we 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 could do um I think we should do a special podcast on a topic of uh, accountability and how tab teachers, uh, the, 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 the ways that you and I have been, we've thought about accountability and, and provided uh, documentation and uh, all of all, you know, what, yeah. what we do to stay and educating our, our administrators and things like that. Exactly. To, yeah. to stay uh, above and, and to stay confident in our program and not worry about issues related to accountability, which we're totally accountable. And if you look at our the way the uh, st- the national standards are written, TAB falls you know right in the sweet spot of them. So There isn't a standard I haven't met or I don't like or what. I can't remember what I talked about at TAB Institute, but. But, you know, that's for another day. We can wrap this up here. It's been almost 50 minutes, so it's a good conversation. I think we should get some some guests and talk about accountability. What do you think? Yeah. Let's get some guests on. We'll get some guests, talk about accountability. And right. anything else that we want to talk about? Yep. We're, we're, pretty, <laughs> we're pretty easygoing. So um, I know you got to leave here pretty soon. So we'll, we we can wrap this up. Okay. Well, hey, I'll I will check back with you. And uh, sounds like uh, we got something going on. We got something cooking. Hopefully. All right. We'll talk, talk to, you to you. We'll talk to you later. We'll talk to everybody later. All right. See ya. Thank you, Clark. See Bye-bye. you later. Bye bye. listening to this episode of the Blocks Paper Scissors podcast. The Blocks Paper Scissors podcast is available from Podbean and iTunes.